0: Full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
1: Merrill for the lead. He's got
0: it. It's the full court press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvason. I'd hate
2: to see how you balance your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general of a team. Y'all getting
3: paid millions to act
0: right. The full court press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
4: Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and AJ Salveson with you here on a very wet Monday. But uh, hopefully you're trying to stay dry. Appreciate you tuning in and having us along with you wherever you may be and however you may be listening, whether that's on the uh, 106.9 The Fan mobile app, Whether it's streaming online, 106.9thefan.com, listening to our podcast after the fact, or 106.9 FM, or 1390 AM. We appreciate you taking us along with you wherever you are. And certainly a very busy, crazy weekend. And uh, there's some big things happening today, too. Uh, As you just heard there at the top of the hour uh, of what's trending, former Utah State head football coach Matt Wells let go. At Texas Tech, uh, we got the uh, current Utah State head football coach Blake Anderson commenting on what happened over the weekend with his Aggie football team escaping a win because of just some crazy, crazy sideline mismanagement for Colorado State. And uh, we had high school football over the weekend. What does this week look like? So a uh, busy day in the NFL. The World Series table is now set. So a lot of things to get through here on the Full Court Press. And as always, we'd love to hear from you on our Guild Mortgage text line, 435-339-0321, if you want to weigh in on any of those points. Uh, Also, don't forget, coming up next hour, our Old Grist Mill, bread and butter play of the game. The Bobcats are still playing, and they're still winning. So that means we still have bread to give away. So that'll be coming up next hour at 515 but, Ajay, let's start out with the news that just uh, we just heard at the top of the hour there. This happened uh, – this, this news broke – I guess it's been about four hours ago-ish when uh, Texas Tech announced that they were going to be letting go of Matt Wells. Uh, your initial reaction to that news? I was <laughs> – so it's kind of funny. I, uh, well,
2: it's not funny. Um, I was watching the game on Saturday – and you know Texas Tech, I think was up 14 twice, or 14 and then 10 twice, and uh, couldn't steal the deal. And Kansas State comes back and beats them. When the game ended, I won't tell you who I texted. I texted somebody, and I, I, I said, um, "Matt Wells will be done on Monday afternoon." I, I texted the friend and told him that. I said Matt Wells will be done Monday afternoon. It didn't make sense. Uh, it doesn't make sense. I think it's a a bad decision from Texas Tech. Um, I think that their expectations are way too high and and they should have let him finish out the year. But just knowing how impatient they are, how impatient the fans are. um, I mean, they hadn't seen a bowl game in the two years previous that he had been there and Not sure if they would have saw one this year. They had to win one more game to get there, but in that path, you have Baylor, or Oklahoma, Oklahoma State, Baylor, and Iowa State, I think. And so, I, um,
4: and so... Everybody on their schedule to finish out, they have four games left. They've already played eight games. Three of them are ranked, right? All of them are ranked. Are top 25. It would
2: have been hard. And so, I, I don't know, but here's the thing is, like, just let him finish out the year. And if you want to make that decision after, and if, well, if you've already made the decision, then can him, then can him after the season. I don't think it's right to do it right now, though. I mean, that's just, it's crazy, but, you know, it is what it is, and I, uh, yeah, wow. Hey, do we know what his buyout, I heard 24 million, and what's his buyout? Is that what I heard? Someone said twenty four.
4: Uh, well, USA Today
2: just did their list of
4: coaches' salaries,
2: and if it's twenty four, not you know, know what you just do? like two weeks ago, you take to the family, you take the family to cocoon for a whole entire couple of months, and I, yeah. just get out of here. That's and th- and that's what Coach Well should do. Like his I, buyout what? is seven million, about seven point one million. Okay, seven point one million. But is so what? Is it a buyout though? I guess it is because they're firing the school him.
4: buyout as of December first, twenty twenty one. Because okay,
2: yeah, that makes sense. I, I was like, wait, is it a buyout? But it is because they fired him. Basically, seven point one million. You t- you take two million of that and you say, kids, we're going to Cancun. We're gonna get <laughs> out of here. We're gonna get out of you know, uh, social media. Throw your phones in a bag and let's just get out and and clear your head for a little bit and. Um, try to regather and regroup. I, it's just, this is hard, and I feel bad for him. Um, yeah, shoot.
4: Here's the thing. Um, like I, I like Matt Wells. I love him. I got to work with him personally. Uh, As did I. We had a lot of meetings that he was gracious to let us come into, and he was always gracious with his time. Uh, I thought he was very professional. I thought he was smart. I thought he handled things well. Things worked out really well at first, kind of got a little sticky there. He rebounded, got the team back up, and uh, took advantage of an opportunity that can't begrudge him for. Uh, But was it – it was Gary Anderson, wasn't it? It said, hey, the grass isn't always greener. (laughs) And And he um, knew too. He knew
2: full uh, well what that was. He
4: definitely (laughs) knew what that was like. And unfortunately, that's what's played out here for – Matt Wells it just never really got traction there at Texas Tech um it just that yeah never it just never really incorporated I mean it and, looked like he so was starting did- to a little bit this year, but even then I mean his losses were against bad teams in the big 12 this year uh 13 and 17 overall just never really could get things going in the big 12, seven and 16 in big 12 games. And only two of those had winning records. So, But it looked like things were maybe starting to coalesce a little bit this year. That was a team that had been hampered by some key injuries. They had changed over their assistant staff to try to get things figured out. But you're right, Aj. This is his remaining four games. Number four, Oklahoma. Number 20, and that's at Oklahoma, hosting number 22, Iowa State. Hosting number 15, Oklahoma State, and finishing the regular season at number 16, Baylor.
2: Yeah.
4: I mean, the odds for getting bowl eligible were not looking good after losing to a very subpar. Yeah, but
2: here's the thing about Coach Wells, Texas Tech Raiders, Eric, is that they lose games that they're not supposed to lose. They won games that they weren't supposed to win. And me thinks that they were going to get an upset out of those four games. One of them. I don't know who it was, but they were going to get an upset. They were going to go to a bull game, and then it would have been like, oh, wait, now we can't fire him. Now we can't because if he gets a bull game, oh, boy. You know, it's so uh, – they wanted to can him, get rid of it before that happened is was what well, is my conspiracy theory. 5338, uh, not surprised Matt Wells is gone.
4: It was a bad hire by Texas Tech to begin with. I don't know. Uh, it's not a bad hire. I don't know that it was a bad hire. I mean, look, the style of offense that he was running – with Jordan Love and Coach Yost, it was up tempo, high scoring, guys flying all over the field. That was that was vintage Texas Tech. So it made a lot of sense why they targeted him. Nine three one five. Why, why fire a guy with
2: a winning, winning record at midseason? It's because he It's like what you said. It's not who he
4: was beating. It's who he was losing to. That's what stood out. Right. You look at the standings right now, and uh, in the Big Twelve. And Texas, or excuse me, TCU, who beat Texas Tech not that long ago, they're one and three in conference, three and four overall. They just lost to Kansas State, who's one and three in conference, four and three overall. They did beat Kansas, who's only got one win on the year total. So, they beat West Virginia, who's one and three in conference, three and four overall. So it. In his third year, it was still struggling, but he was making progress. I don't know, just two and a half years? That just does not seem enough. Unless, you know what, sometimes, and this happens with with the coaches that get elevated out of a mid-major to a power school, power uh, in a power conference, if you don't have ties to that conference or to that school, it's real easy for them to let you go. Because there are no affiliations, there's no loyalties. It's not like it used to be a former coach assistant or former player there, where you know the recruiting battlegrounds, things like that. Matt Wells was always an outsider.
2: Eight nine six eight. Well, Matt, that greener grass has just turned brown. <laughs> I'm not surprised, but it sucks. Here's the thing: is Lubbock sucks too. Lubbock's a crappy town. It's
4: not the. It's not the most beautiful.
2: City no, in the it's world, not, and. True. So, I mean, maybe he did himself a favor. Go to the Cabos and see beautiful land and water and get out of there for a little bit. It's, you know, and, and it is. It's a brutal business. And do you know what, man? I So, in that press conference today, I I really wanted to ask Coach Anderson about Matt Wells. I really did. But I thought it would be unprofessional from a media standpoint in that regard to be like, hey, Coach, Wells was let go. What are your thoughts on that? I just didn't because for how, how close of friends they are. I just didn't think it was right. And so it was kind of interesting, Eric, as we were sitting there, and you could tell that questions were closing up. And there was this long pause. I think it went for about nine seconds. Usually coaches, like after five, was like, do you have any more questions? Is there any more questions at all? If not, we're, we're done. Um, but he kind of sat there, waited, waited, and then turned around, and then, like, honestly, like, about face said this.
5: Don't know everybody's listening. but man messes out to Matt Wells and Jen Wells lifting those guys up. Love him to death, hate this business at times, but anybody's listening man be praying for those folks. It's a brutal business at times. he's a great dude and a great ball coach, and uh, I hate what they're going through so that's my two cents worth anyway.
2: you could tell he's hurting for him because Matt Wells and Blake are really really close, and Matt vouched for Blake for this job yeah he absolutely vouched for him uh and and it was it was awesome on Mr. Hartwell's part to listen to that um to listen to that uh what would they call that um referral I guess is the word endorsement endors there you go that's a better word thank you endorsement and you see what Blake turns out to be and he's he's absolutely phenomenal uh 5879 Eric, he uh, they he text to the show uh so this will make gary Anderson 2.0 want to stay here a little longer versus getting poached after winning the Mount West conference championship this year ga 2.0
4: uh, Do we mean Blake? Are calling Blake Anderson? Is he, are you, is that GA yeah, 2.0? Yeah, I
2: just want to make sure. I think it's, uh, yeah. Yeah, we're already past GA 2.0, thank goodness. Um, Blake Anderson. Okay, so let's read it again. So this will make Blake Anderson want to stay here a little longer versus getting poached after winning the Mountain West Conference Championship this year. There's a lot of great jobs that are opening up right now as we speak. And there's going to be more great jobs that are going to open up at the end of the year. I it happens kn- every year. I know you hate this conversation, Eric, but he's going to get phone calls. I don't know if he'll take him. I don't know if he'll listen. I, I'll be up to him. Oh, Blake. Yeah. Sorry. No, we got it. We're good. Um, I don't know if he'll take him after year one. Eric, they have a heck of a recruiting class coming in next year. Really talented. And a pretty good schedule um next year they could do what they're doing this year and turn around and do it next year too they could be really good I think Blake might want to see out year two of this as well and just you know if if the if the chance arrives back to back Mount West conference championship appearance isn't a bad thing
4: yeah i i don't I don't suspect that Blake Anderson will be on the move at the end of this year me neither I would be shocked I mean. It's college football, so anything's possible. But look, USC fired Clay Helton early in the season. Uh LSU and Ed Orgeron made it clear he's not gonna be done. He's not gonna coach anymore after this year. Well, is James Franklin still gonna be at Penn State? They've blown
2: back to back games and they had a horrific loss. He's gonna be one of the worst after a bye games week ever. After a bye week against Illinois at home. At home. Can't happen.
4: Nine overtimes of futility.
2: Just bad football, and and Franklin continues to find ways to blow big games or games that are must wins or or should wins. Uh, yeah, why is his name even
4: being tossed dude, about, I, dude? You're asking as a the USC one billion
2: dollar question. Franklin makes no sense anywhere at all unless it's a D two college. I'm going to be honest. Uh, two nine four seven Eric texts into the show. Aggies coaches, or excuse me. Aggies coaches keep falling or failing after leaving Utah State. If only we had the money to make them stay. I'm not a big Wells fan, but it would be very difficult to be a head coach. Essentially moving and getting fired every two to four years. Do you know who... Well, I guess we've had since Brent Guy. Because we had what? Back-to-back coaches get fired. McDenny was let go. Brent Guy was let go. Gary left. Matt left. Gary came back. Did he resign or get fired?
4: Uh, I think he got fired, personally. I don't care what people are trying to say. I think he got fired. Okay, well, one of the two happened, and now we're here with
2: Coach Blake Anderson. And, you know, I never talking to an assistant coach um, at another D1 school, and, you know, I asked him about the process of, like, looking at jobs and taking bigger opportunities and how that works, and they said, dude, just... You know, sometimes it's better to stay right put where you're at. Like, It might be a smaller school. It may not be a power five. But you're winning. You're having success. Why would you want to go anywhere else at this point? You know, you're appreciated for what you're doing there. Why would you want to move from that? Because when you go to the greener pasture, you you figure out that it's a lot harder to take care of the lawn.
4: There's a (laughs) lot more tools that are needed, and it's so true. It is true. And look, Matt – Matt Wells is young enough; he'll be a head coach again. He'll mm-hmm. probably go somewhere and be an offensive coordinator, um, and they'll find some success. And then he'll be back in the pool for a head coach. May not be at a power five school again. It might be a good thing, though. I mean, do you want to deal with that crap all the time? Nine three one zero. Matt
2: Wells is the kind of guy who does the right thing and loves football. P5 head coach might not be the perfect fit for him, but he'll rebound just fine next season. And I, I, I like your thinking. I think he takes in a, a coordinator job, whether it's quarterbacks or offense, uh, and he'll run with that for a bit. And when the right job opens up, he'll be back, or he'll be wherever. I would just said he'll be back. Um, He'll be
4: wherever he decides to go. He'll be back to wherever he decides to go. Shut up, Eric. Okay. All right, shut up. Leave me alone. Following along with my number two pencil. But yeah, I, I'm, I'm, I'm saddened. I'm not totally surprised. I, I, I think the biggest thing that I'm sad about is not because of some deep personal relationship I have with Matt Wells. It's just that <laughs> coaching. I mean, you only give a guy two and a half years. Do you remember? Only two and a
2: half years. I don't know if I'm allowed to say this on there. Do you remember when we had that conversation when Matt took that gig and the contract was announced and they said, okay, Eric, six years. Over, under, you said it where? And you're like, and you just sat there. I probably took the under. Yeah, and I said it at three and a half and you said under and you said three years. Give it. You got through two and a half, almost three. I mean, it's just it's, but okay. I, I know Matt didn't win a lot of games, and I know he lost games he shouldn't have. But aren't we setting the expectations a little tattoo high here?
4: Like, oh, I mean, too
2: high. I mean, like I, I, if Texas he was, Tech, if he was six, if it's USC, Texas, Alabama, if Notre he's Dame six I, and I, one right now, I get now, that. But this is Texas Tech. If he's seven and one right now, and his lone and his lone losses to Kansas, they're probably screaming for him to get fired. Like, it's a no-win situation unless you're competing for a Big 12 title and you're in the conversation for a college football playoff. Otherwise, you're not going to make it in there. Cliff Kingsbury went 35-40 and in six years. Now he's undefeated with
4: Arizona. Oh, my heck. Yes. (sighs) But it's not like he's replacing this great winner that everybody's used to being in the hunt for a conference title. Yep. And big... Bowl games and all this stuff. They haven't seen that in forever. I feel like they're living in the Mike Leach era.
2: They're still just stuck oh, on that. They can't get huge. rid of it. Yes. Like, it's it's Mike Leach or it's, you know, and it's... Unless you can do what Mike Leach did, I want you out of here. It's a really... And it is. It's an unfair business. Look, I was a high school baseball coach. I mean, we're talking high school, Eric. And you you never made anybody happy. Never. Not once. You're always doing something wrong. Um, and that's that's the case here is in a P five job, you're always doing something wrong. Even when you're right. Even when you're winning, you're doing something wrong to somebody. It's uh and, and I love what coach Coach Blake Anderson said. It's a brutal business. Um that, you know, he hates this business at times and I don't blame him. One bit.
4: Not one bit. Uh, two nine four seven on our Guild Mortgage text line. The most success comes from longevity with staff and coaching. Uh, USU was able to keep Stu moral for several years, and that was the best Aggie basketball had ever been. Stu got offers every year, but chose to stay in Logan. That's what we need with football.
2: We gotta really move on from the Stu moral analogy. It does. That is not the case, and it will never be the case level. ever again. It will never ever be the case ever again. The whole Stu Morrill era, at least here at Utah State, I know Nick Saban's a different thing. Um, yeah, I just here at Utah State, the whole Stu Morrill thing has come to a close. Shut the door, lock it. That kind of stuff is done.
4: Uh, I mean, you've got it's the, a stepping stone. You've now. got the guide right over there. But I mean, Matt Wells was a head coach here for what six years? I believe so. And beyond that, you have to go. Decades to find anybody who was at or more than what he did. So and here's a guy who played at Utah State, was a quarterback's coach, then became an offensive coordinator, then became the head coach. And if you can't keep a guy like that for more than six years, don't think that I mean it's just it's foolhardy for anybody to believe that anybody's gonna stick around like Stu Morrill did for football. All right. You want to play this game? The last
2: coach to stay for at least six seasons at Utah State was Chuck Shelton, who did it from 86 to 91. He finished 26-39-1 in six seasons, and he never had a winning record. He never had a winning record in six seasons. Yeah. Charlie Weatherby after that was three. Uh, Coach John L. Smith was three. Arcelanian was two, and that was too, too long. Coach He was five. Coach Brent Guy was four. Anderson in his first tenure was four seasons, and then Matt Wells was six. In fact, Matt Wells and Chuck Shelton are the only coaches, or excuse me, along with Chuck Mills, who did it from 67 to 72. Just looking here. Only three coaches unless you want to count to all the
4: way back to coach Romney.
2: Yep, he was here for 29. So only four coaches stayed 6 plus years. Four. And we've had how many? 1 2 three, know, it's just 4 5 That's just that's the state seven, of affairs eight, where nine, Utah State 10, is in the 11 order. 12 13 14
4: 15 16 16 Blake 17 I think. So it's I mean the attitude is either you, you come to Logan and you start to have some success and enjoy it while it lasts yeah yep I and that's
2: and I and I sometimes kind of forget to hop on that on that bike and drive it with it because too many times and I, I'm like a lot of maybe I and, and, and listeners help me out like what your thought process is here when you see Blake Anderson having this much success with this team and how fun it is is your first thought? Well, in two years, that guy's going to be gone. Or is it, we could keep this guy for a while. Do you, do you, as listeners, please text and let me know, do you think that it is a possible chance that we could keep a coach for more than four years who's had successful seasons? I just, that's what I want to know. I- Am I the only guy who thinks that, you know what, because as soon as I'm, I asked somebody, uh, you know, after we beat Colorado State, I'm like, how much longer do we keep, keep this guy like he's so good he's so good with the kids he's or the players excuse me he's so good with the the administration he's so great with the the uh, coaching staff and it's like how long do we I I get pessimistic even when things are
4: great but that's what we've been through I know and that my attitude is hey this is great let's enjoy it while we can it's not gonna last forever so let's let's enjoy the moment Let's let's stop the hand-wringing over how long they, they went through this with Craig Smith and I know we went the rounds on this before. <laughs> but let's stop the hand-wringing like, "Oh my gosh, he's going to go. He's so good. He's going to go." Let's just enjoy the moment. Like they're doing great right now. Yeah, let's but celebrate Eric, but right Eric, now.
2: the problem is is that we celebrate it right now and then it's gone and then we have to reset, reload
4: and redo it again. Yeah, then you hope that okay, this coach brought it to a certain level and the next guy that comes in, this is the new expectation, and you take it to the next level.
2: Are we going to be expecting too much of these new coaches coming in? With the way that Matt Wells did things, and I mean, you had, uh, I know Gary Anderson was kind of a different issue, but Craig Smith, like, are we going to continue to hire expectations for every new coach that comes in and says, "All right, well, if you don't win a Mount West Conference championship in your first two years, you got to go. If you're not in a bowl game in your first two years." What kind of coach you? Well, what kind of coach are you?
4: Well, Utah State is not Texas Tech or USC. I, I mean, feel like we are. they they're, they're going to let them. They're going to give them a longer leash uh, to try to figure it out and rebound from it. Utah State just financially can't afford to play those games.
2: Uh, five eight seven nine. Yes, two years and he's gone. And nine three one five. Times are changing. Never would have thought BYU was in the Big Twelve. So maybe USU can come up with a way to keep coaches. I would like to.
4: But Utah State. Financially, has improved coaching salaries. I mean, they're a lot more competitive now, but they still can't compete with the power conferences. 5879
2: also. do you, So do you agree that Utah State will play San Diego State for the championship after this weekend? Well, San Diego State's not out of the woods yet. They still got a couple, three tough games left. Um, I'm not going to count my eggs before they hatch. I just don't. like. I am so optimistic right now that if I, if I jump way too far ahead, I'm going to screw it up for
4: everybody. <laughs> I'm just terrified of that, man. I agreed, And look, Fresno State is still on the hunt uh, in the West, uh, in the West Division. Um, San Diego State certainly is a front runner, but um, Utah State still has a lot of football to play. Uh, five, it's four- awesome, though, that they're in first place. Yeah, it is uh, cool. Who, I mean, come on. I know. Even the most optimistic Aggie fans would not have predicted after these many games in that Utah State would be first place in the Mountain Division. I thought I said 9-3. After twelve. You were like three and
2: nine or one and ten or one and I 11. said six and six. Nine nine and three, I think, is what I said. And I'm sticking with it. I don't know what happens with Sam. I heard a few eight and fours. I don't remember hearing a nine and three, but I could be wrong. I think you're wrong. Five four <laughs> five two. Is there a scenario in which you see Wells getting back on his feet at Utah State, maybe as an O C or something, with how Blake and Matt are close friends? Here is my Q and A for you, Eric. Anthony Tucker might be a hot commodity coming up. Another guy who will be, Kyle Cephalo. That guy is doing great things right now. I
4: think that there's going to be some people calling for him. I think Kyle Cephalo um, has done a great job with how he's coached wide receivers. Everywhere he's gone, he's had tremendous success developing very dynamic wide receivers. Um, it would be great... If Coach Blake Anderson can retain him, uh, I don't know if he can. Like we've talked about. I mean, There's probably a, a great program, Power 5 School, that says, hey, why don't you come coach our wide receivers? Bring your success. Um, Anthony Tucker, maybe. Maybe. Uh, but is there a chance that uh, Matt Wells comes back as an offensive coordinator? Is there a chance? Maybe, because they're close friends. But I highly doubt it. I think it, there is. I think there is. Like, if there's a Wouldn't chance. Wouldn't that create some weird. Like, I used to be the coach here. I know everything about what's going on here. This is how it should be here in, in Logan, and Blake Anderson's like, well, I'm the coach. And I don't know. It might get a little weird. No.
2: I don't think Matt Wells would have that problem. I don't think Matt Wells would come in back. Like, hey, remember when I was here for six years and I went to a couple bowl games and such and won them, and I had Jordan. I don't think we're going to have that problem. I think it's Matt Wells coming here and saying, hey, look, I have a chance to kind of restart, reset, back into town where my family loves it here. I love it here. I'm an alum here. I just want to coach football. And honestly, there was a – I remember – what was it? Was it, uh, was it? was it Mike Sanford Jr., the yeah. old, old OC? And, dude, he was relieved to be an OC. He was so happy to be an OC after his disastrous time at Western Kentucky. Thrilled. Loved it. And I think Matt Willis would will be like, hey, look, I don't have to be the head coach. I don't have to do press conferences. I don't have to do like, all these interviews. You know, it's just I can just focus on one thing, and that's the offense. I don't think that would bother him at all.
4: I, I don't think he'd be a, averse to being a, a, a coordinator, but I think Dude that he's going to get a job at a power yeah, okay power five school where he'll get double the triple the salary that he would if he were an OC in Logan. 9315 I say we just worry about each game we
2: have every week forget about the rest. I said 9 wins at the start. I believe 9315 did say 9. Yep. And he's on pace. <laughs> I love it. Great. 2787. Seven. Uh da, 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 da. I think if they have success winning and have outstanding support from the fans. I mean fill the stands each game. None of this half full stuff. I think Coach Anderson could stay for a while, especially with what he has gone through looking for a fresh start. I think Utah State could be a great home for him, but they have to win. And that is, though, actually a great point that 2787 brings up. You know, the passing of his wife through cancer. And now being remarried, just, you know, restarting, I guess, uh, a new journey with uh, his beautiful better half, Brittany. And uh, and from what I can tell, I've never asked him straight up. But from what I can tell, I think they enjoy it here. And I think... Why would you like also want to just jump ship so quickly, get out and go somewhere else when you're just barely establishing some kind of roots and some kind of chemistry with
4: each other in his personal life? Yeah, it's true. Uh, that's what you'd hope. That's what you'd hope. Yeah. But yeah. it's hard to understand what you know deep motivations. Uh, if he had roots somewhere, if there was a college that was always the apple of his eye, like, man, wouldn't it be great if I could coach there? Um. Hard to know. Had to be close to home if it is. Yeah. Uh, We got a bunch more texts. We'll get
2: through them here when we come back from break and uh, we'll talk more. This has been kind of a crazy day and we still haven't recapped the weekend yet or a crazy football game that (laughs) happened over the weekend.
4: Yes. uh, That's coming up here on the Full Court Press. Stick around
6: fall is in the air and it's getting colder. Make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoliness and Oil Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our train pros service your vehicle. Valvoliness and Oil Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front, we are still open and ready to serve you.
3: Not sure what to give for a holiday gift? How about a gift card to the new and improved Beehive Pub and Grill? Receive a free gelato with a $25 gift card purchase or a free burger or sandwich of your choice with a $50 gift card purchase. Dustin McKay, owner and chef, is always improving upon an outstanding menu. Open 11 to 9 weekdays and 11 to 10 Friday and Saturday. Beehive Pub and Grill is perfect for the holidays. ho, 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 ho.
7: Save your asphalt shingle roof before costly replacement and repair work is needed. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing is the answer to roof rejuvenation without replacement. Asphalt shingles dry out over time and become brittle. RoofMax rejuvenates those shingles, extending the life of your asphalt shingles up to 15 years beyond the warranty with a simple maintenance process. Don't replace, rejuvenate. RoofMax by Quality Pace Roofing. Google Quality Pace Roofing or call 757-9642. Two. There's no reason to wheeze and sneeze while around dogs and cats. The Allergy Clinic, located in the
1: Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence, next to the Bank of Utah, have an extremely aggressive treatment for dog and cat allergies. Get the help you need and stop avoiding friends and relatives' homes just because of their pets. Independent physicians Benyon, Blotter, and Robinette offer Cache Valley a full-time clinic to test and address all your allergy concerns. Most insurance products, including SelectMed, are accepted. The Cache Valley Allergy Clinic, with two locations inside the Cache Valley Hospital and now in Providence. Call 753-7880. That's
0: The Full Court Press. Connect with us on Facebook, Twitter, and online at 1069thefan.com.
4: <clears throat> Eric France and Ajay Salvison. love to hear from you. 435-339-0321 on the Guild Mortgage text line. You can call in, too, if you want. 435-752-1069. Uh, this I got this uh, response on uh, the Twitter from Masked Goober. I love Masked Goober. He's a good person. Everybody points to immediate turnarounds nowadays and wonders, why isn't this happening at my program? Heck, look at USU this year. Trouble is, the big money schools have an even shorter leash. He's a heck of a OC and QB coach. He'll land somewhere decent, I'm sure. Uh, going back to the, the text lines, uh, 9310, I think Cephalo has done well, but our OC needs some better O-line play to get a better gig. It would help if he had depth and health. Yeah, that would have helped, huh? Uh, it has nothing to do with play calling. It just it was available. Yep, I agree you with you. just can't do what you want. 1078, heaven help us if Matt Wells is calling plays again for the Aggies. <laughs> 4086. I see Matt Wells at a D2 before he gets another D1 job. Nah, I don't I don't agree with that. He'll be somewhere in Division 1 in the FBS level. They're all Division 1. Uh he'll be somewhere in the FBS level. Most likely as an offensive coordinator. Uh maybe even as a quarterbacks coach, but He'll have a job next year. Oh, he'll have a yeah. I mean, he may he'll choose side be- su- He may choose to just lay out. He'll have offers. He may choose to just take the time off. But he'll he'll be. He's he's not going down to D two or FCS. Excuse me. There's no D two. Well, I guess if there is, but it's different. Anyway. Uh so yeah, Texas Tech uh, rumors are already surfacing that uh, Sunny Dykes. Likely to be a, a target. Uh, UTSA's Jeff Trailer. Um, well, let's o- make it very clear, Sonny Dykes. If you don't win your first game, you're getting fired. <laughs> Next I mean, week. The thing is, both of those guys, they have a lot of experience in Texas. They know how to recruit in Texas. And they know how to win in Texas. So that will that may give them a leg up that Matt Wells just never had. Uh, getting to this weekend, though, what happened on Friday night? What a wild, wild finish! Uh, I went back, and normally I, I don't go and listen and find the uh, the the coaches' press conferences for the coaches from the previous week for the Utah State games. I'm mostly just focused on who are the Aggies facing this week. But I just I felt compelled <laughs> to go and find Steve Adagio address the media today. And uh, he said basically for five minutes, he basically said, I, I said what I needed to say Friday after the game. It was my fault. Uh, we've addressed it. We're doing. Hold on. We're, we're practicing. Hold to on. Have Hold better sideline management.
2: No, wait. Wait a minute. Wait a minute. Because if I remember right, Eric, and if I read his post-game response correctly, and I know I did because I sat there and I tweeted out of like, what the fetch is this guy thinking right now? Um,
4: it was quite the opposite, wasn't it? Uh, it, it I was going to get to that. Yeah, I think that his, if, if I remember correctly, you find the, the transcript. But it seemed that he was throwing his team under the bus <laughs> more than taking personal responsibility. Dude, you know what probably happened?
2: <laughs> um okay. Here it is. Well, now I'm just going to read the first paragraph. We're reading this whole dang thing. Quote, so we, all we wanted to do was spike the ball, but we had to have that fast field goal team ready because if the ball had we had not to have a first down, didn't have a chance to get up and spike the ball. We Oh no. Dude, he's all over the place here. Um, they were not set on the field, but they went and it created that confusion at the end, which is just an absolute shame. We really got set up. It wasn't like we weren't set up to kick the field goal. We were set up to kick the field goal. We just didn't strike it. That's what happened at the end there, but no one set them in. That was a player's decision to go on to the field. So he. So on Friday, he took the bus He ran over his players, then backed over them, and then one more time just ran over and make sure they were
4: all dead, emotionally. Yeah, and today he's like, "Oh, I, I told everybody after the game Friday night. Look, I have, I've, I've, I've made my comment on this. It's done. I take responsibility, and we've addressed it in practice and film study, and we're moving on." (laughs) So do you know? And so the reporters kept asking him, and he's like getting annoyed, like, "Guys, I addressed this on Friday night." It's like, well, you kind of didn't. So what did you do?
2: So do you know what happened then? That means the players, like when he got on the bus, the players like had their pitchforks and fire sticks, and they're all like, "You either apologize right now and correct yourself, or else you're walking home to back to Colorado State, buddy." Well,
4: it just that is just such a comedy of errors that nobody on that sideline is paying attention. Yeah, because he's like, it's a Mayday field goal attempt. Where you run in, and you do it real, you set up quick, and you kick it fast. But they were setting up to go in case they didn't get the uh, the third down conversion. Well, they did by like six and seven yards. They went way past the first down marker. So who's not paying attention? Yeah, and uh, is there not anybody on that sideline, the coach or even a grad assistant, like telling people who's coming in and who's coming out? <laughs>
2: uh, see nine four six three. Ha ha. My immediate knee jerk reaction to that play was that he should be let go. That was inexcusable. Not wrong. Here's Kate. But, Eric, I've, I've got so many questions for you. Totally can we, can we start at the first of this drive? Okay, well, actually, can we start before that? The play call to Scarver. I loved it. I love the jet sweep idea. Give it to Scarver. Fast guy. Let's see if he can create yards on his own. I have no problem with that play call. Okay? Um, so we punt it to them. They have the ball on their own nine-yard line. I mean, Backyard. And they have to roll down the field with no timeouts. Zero. Zero. I you just need one stop. We just need one stop. One sack, one loss of uh, down uh, penalty, and this ball game is ours. Instead, Eric, we end up going into, like, crisis mode. And they're just trickling the ball downfield like where they're playing like a seven on ghost p- Passing
4: league. Like everything was open in the middle. Oh,
2: er- dude! Everything was open everywhere. I mean, they're just mm, bam, jam, thank you, ma'am. And then, um yeah, like it just doesn't make any sense what we were doing here or what they were doing here. They then uh, rush onto the field, and I so I was sitting in the north end zone, so I couldn't really see everything that was going on. But as soon as I saw the field goal team sprint on, I look at the clock. I'm like, okay. There's 11 seconds. As soon as they st- they they set that ball, these guys got to get going. They're still scrambling. The ball set. The clock's still not running. Can we explain that for a second? I didn't. Uh, was it me? That now, ball well, was set.
4: Sh- that's a good point because there's. I've heard that from several people. Like, why didn't the clock start running sooner? And uh, it probably should have started sooner than it did. I will. I will give that. I will admit that. But I think part of the reason why the ref kept his hand over the ball and didn't give the wind-the-clock motion is because guys were coming in and out after they did that first down. So if there's guys that are substituting out, the other team gets a chance to substitute if they want. And so okay, after getting that first down marker moving the chains. But
2: it's another thing to let guys keep coming on and off the field.
4: Well, that's true. That, sure, that the Aggie way players were the long. field.
2: They were set. You got one chance to sub to allow those people to keep going on and off the field is an absolute joke. Run the clock. Run it. I mean, but okay, then the other thing. What's the quarterback? Like, are you... Did he have a concussion? How do you not spike it? How do you not know the situation? That's your job as a quarterback. We can say whatever we want about Adazio. As a quarterback, you are required to know the down distance time situation. How do you not remember that it's first and ten, you can run up, spike it, you send everybody off the field. Yeah, but with people
4: coming and going, he can't do that. Because You can get, you're him get thrown
2: with a penalty. There's too many men on the field. But if you can oh I guess and you know, I guess the kicker was already on there. Motion huh? and other be would have pushed him further back. By the way, do you love how the kicker's like screaming for people to get off the field? Yeah. I love it. He's just like, get off. Uh, 9, 3, 1, 0 It was a very ugly game for the Aggies, but they kept it close enough for a single mistake to screw up the game. It's hard to get lucky being down two scores.
4: We got to quit doing that, by the uh, way. Is, this is. I'm getting. If, look, the five and five wins have been great. But it's how we're getting them. <laughs> but and you got to give a lot of credit for this coaching staff, the players, and how they're they're conditioned to be there in the end. And they don't give up. But that's gonna for catch up. For the
2: love you. of Pearl, that man,
4: we'll catch up to you if you don't just. Put a bad
2: team away. Eight seven nine eight. The best part of that debacle at the end of the game was listening to the radio guy, and I quote, "What the hell is going on?" I gotta admit, I was sitting in that
4: north end zone. She wasn't the only one saying that. And I
2: was, yeah. And I was like, "All right, crap, they're gonna spike it." Gosh dang it! Now they got a, you know, a chip shot field goal. And I and I look up, and I just hear people screaming, and I'm like, "Wait, what are they doing?" I remember hearing Chris Lewis on the TV broadcast. By the way, Chris Lewis did a phenomenal job. Uh, But hearing Chris Lewis on the TV broadcast, being like, "They don't, they don't, they they need to spike it. Like, they don't need to send the field goal team out." And I'm screaming the same thing. Like, I'm screaming at Colorado State to fix their issue. Why, AJ? You know? Um, Yeah, he shanked. And by the way, even when you watched the kicker try to kick the field goal, he stutter steps. Like, I don't think he was ready
4: for the snap either. I think they rushed the snap. Oh, everything was rushed. Uh, they were it was total mayhem they didn't get any ch- chance to get settled uh, there was enough time there to run it in and, and do it fast but it didn't have to be like that yeah
2: no uh 9315 what what happens if they spike the kick will it stop the clock yeah you can't spike it because if you work up the live it, ball yeah exactly and it's and it's a turnover anyway so you can't spike it once you're set and if you run that play that way you can't unless he's underneath center and despite it, you can't. Uh, yeah, you can't do it. Five three three eight. Chris Lewis did not do a f-
4: uh, phenomenal job. Just being honest. Oh, I thought he did okay. I thought he's he not that right. good. Um, he, he's young. You know, he's a little. Uh, yeah, I, I thought it was fine. I, mean, I get it. Some people may not like some of the things that he was doing, but I, I, only I listen- thought it was fine. I, didn't I listen- would. I don't know that I'd say he did a phenomenal job, but I thought he did fine. Well,
2: I may mean, only listen to a few minutes of the broadcast. I didn't like, really sit down and watch the whole thing because I just didn't want to put myself through it again. Um, but just some of the stuff I listed, I thought Chris was really good. But, hey, you guys watched the whole game, so you would definitely know better than I would about it. Um, but, hey, he's young, and I'm sure he'll learn. And I mean, there's worse. I mean, you have the boom goes a dynamite guy. You have the one guy who screams out. He's having the time of his life. <laughs> it could be so much worse. <laughs> it could be Nine be worse. three one five. The odds are in USU's favor for them to win from not coming from behind with a dramatic fashion.
4: Let's hope they don't have to keep doing that. If they do, it's going to catch up to them. But Utah State should be favored in every other game that they play. San Jose State on the road. Look, San Jose State. Look, they are. I'm going to pull up their record right now. They're they're not. World beaters by any means. Eric, it's at San Jose State. True. Uh, San Jose is 2-2 two and two in conference play, 4-4 four and four overall. They'll be favored. San Jose State will. I mean, we'll still beat them, but they're going to be favored. They're struggling to score points. That's their biggest problem. Um... Yeah, that, that might be one where Utah State's not favored to win. I Yeah, you're probably right. But every other game on their schedule, but Wyoming has fallen. They're 0-3 in conference play. Um, New Mexico, I don't know what happened there. They suddenly figured out how to play defense, and uh, they <coughs> won a game. But um, Hawaii this weekend, New Mexico State the following, San Jose – and then hosting Wyoming and going on to the road at uh, New Mexico. What the feds happened to Wyoming? I don't know. That team should be a That's lot better a than they horrific are.
2: horrific loss. 14-3 to
4: against New Mexico? Now, against
2: New Mexico, man. I don't care what the score is. You don't lose to New Mexico. 8 9 6 eight. Uh, There was enough garbage at the end of the game for both sides to last the rest of the season. For the Aggies, it sometimes pays to be lucky. Then good. Huh. Yes. They've been lucky a couple times, let's be honest. And then nine four six three, and then we gotta take a break. San Jose State and they're notoriously rowdy and crazy dozens of fans. I've never been and actually I won't be in San Jose State this year either. Dozens. Never been there. Dozens of fans. Hey, uh, what do you think of Hawaii so the projections have us in the Hawaii bowl? Christmas Eve. Spend your Christmas in Hawaii. I want to be home. Wanna to go to Hawaii? I really don't. Not for Christmas. You don't want to go to Hawaii? I've never been there, but
4: not for Christmas Eve. Okay, that tells me everything. You've never been there.
2: No, dude, but if yeah, you've but been there for, for Christmas, Christmas Eve. Yeah, let's go to Hawaii. For Christmas Eve. Come on, you don't want to be home with family, presents, hot chocolate, stockings? Five hundred dollar wrapped up PlayStation five.
4: <laughs> uh by the way, Utah State favored by five and a half this weekend. I'm going over. Against Hawaii. Yeah, I'm going. Dude, first of all, weather's not going to be
2: great this Saturday. It's a 1 o'clock game, and they're in altitude. It's, it's going to be a rough one for them.
4: Uh, all right, more to discuss here on the Utah State uh, game they did against Colorado State. Get more from uh, Blake Anderson. Uh, busy weekend in college football. I'll update you on some of the other games that happened throughout the Mountain West. Do you have my pick six results? Did I win? Oh, I, I did tabulate them, but I didn't bring them with me. I know who won. Who won? We'll reveal that coming up on the Full Court Press.
5: Hey, Cash Valley, fall is in the air and spooky season is right around the corner, which means it's that time of year again. This is Kim with the Logan City Police Department, and we are proud to be joining up with the Bridgerland Applied Technology College of Animal Sciences to hold our dog chipping clinic. The clinic will be held October 30th from 10 a.m. to 2 p.m. at the BATC West Campus. Pre-registration is $8 per dog and can be done by calling 435-716-9300. Registration at the door will be $10. Remember, all dogs must be on a leash and have proof of rabies vaccination in the the
8: This is Jarek with Jarek's Fine Jewelry. October is our anniversary month. We've been helping couples find the perfect rings for over a decade. So to celebrate, we want to treat you to an anniversary dinner. Make it a date night on us. Come engagement ring shopping or anniversary shopping at Jarek's Fine Jewelry. We have over 3,000 rings in stock, including the newest custom designs. With no strings attached, no purchase necessary, we will buy your dinner at Sweeto Burrito. The entire month of October, come in ring shopping and Sweeto is on us. Make date night special. Make
6: This is Nate Lamson with Valley Office Systems. Did you know that Valley Office Systems is a local company with Utah ownership and we are debt-free with 47 years of industry experience? Valley remains your safe and smart choice for document solutions and all things office. Visit ValleyOfficeSystems.com.
8: With fuel prices soaring, did you know you can save money by keeping your car in shape? Hi, this is Tyler from Discount Tire and Automotive. And this is Josh at Discount Tire in Providence. We would like to help you save a little money at the gas pump. National studies have shown you can increase your fuel savings by 6% just by keeping your tires properly clean. And by another 10% by changing your air filter. That's 16% in fuel savings without hardly any effort at all. we'll make it even easier for you. That's right, Josh. Just bring your vehicle to one of our three volume locations and we'll adjust your tire pressure and check your air filter for free. No charge to help you save up to 16% at the gas pump. And be sure to ask us about other ways to increase your gas mileage and save money at the pump. Ask about our guaranteed lowest prices on our energy-efficient Michelin or BFG tires. That's at Discount Tire and Automotive, Logan, Smithfield, and Providence. Discount Discount Tire, Tire where our people make make the difference.
2: difference.
1: Tire. So much more than a
6: tire
7: store. Crystal Vision, the gold medal winner of Best of Northern Utah, has a deal for you. They need to clear space for their new eyewear lines coming in, which means you can save 40% off of selected styles and brands of frames in stock that will fit your unique style and budget. Take in your current prescription and let Crystal Vision fit you into a new look. Let this be the year your glasses feel like they were made for you. Crystal Vision, on 14th North or online at crystalvision.com.
1: This is Bruce Rigby from Cash Valley Bank. People come to me all the time and say, "Wow, Cash Valley Bank is growing." We are growing and providing banking services to many communities in Utah and particularly here in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank is actively involved in our communities with local people who can make decisions quickly and professionally. We're a community bank, and Cash Valley is important to us. Cash Valley Bank, growing, expanding, and proud to have our roots firmly planted in Cash Valley. Cash Valley Bank,
8: member FDIC.
0: The ed- Jazz, high schools, even the Pee-wee's T-Ball team. It's the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, the Fan.
4: Eric France and Ajay Salveson here on the Full Court Press. Some great texts coming through today. Oh, this has been awesome. Our listeners have been great. <clears throat> uh, a couple more want to get through here on the Guild Mortgage text line. This is from 5338. The rushing game is still a big problem. 2.4 yards per carry is not going to cut it. Did Makakona even touch the ball in the second half? Uh,
2: uh, I, don't remember I think he did, he- but I think it was less than five times.
4: Look, Utah State last Friday was just weird. Yeah. And I, I, I tweeted this out. Yeah. Uh, Colorado State had two more yards per play in passing and in rushing. Utah State was not good on third down. Um, they had another huge running game, um, the opponent did. There were a lot of things that went against Utah State. Yagi still found a way to win. That's great. But as we've been saying, Ajay, this is going to catch up to them if they don't address some real critical yeah. things. Yep, it's uh, and, and the
2: running game's got to be part of that. Now, no Calvin Tyler Jr. He won't be available this week either. He's out with a broken bone in his hand. Oh, He had surgery. He will be available either next week or in two weeks. One of the two, he'll be back. And I would imagine they'll keep him out for next week, This New Mexico State. I think they'll bring him back for a week uh, when they bring uh, – or then when San they play Jose. San Jose State. That would be my guess. So, yeah. But LLE on Noah, I thought he ran well. I thought he was fine. Yep, I thought he was fine. Five six six two. Terrible Wyoming loss. They received too much love from their undefeated, or for the no undefeated non-conference schedule. Barely beat a terrible UConn team, showing love, or they're showing their true colors now. Although the game still scares me,
4: Wyoming always plays us tough. They do. Yeah, they're always very good defensively. Chambers is a very mobile quarterback that gives the Aggies trouble. Yeah, uh, nine three one five. How good do you really think San Diego State is with a record of seven and zero? Yeah, they're good. Is that why they're not higher in the national rankings? Uh,
2: no, they're good. They're they're probably gonna host it if unless they can escape this really brutal part of the schedule coming up.
4: They're hosting the Mount West Conference Championship, which isn't a bad place to go. No, because that'll be in Los Angeles. Nope. So it'll be Carson. Uh, but yeah, San Diego State is now twenty one in the uh, AP and twentieth in the coaches. Um, Fresno State is getting votes in the coaches. They're getting uh, 10 votes. Air Force getting 9. Oh, good for Air Force. Uh, by the way, Napa Auto Parts, if you need wiper blades, all this rain, figure out, oh, maybe my blades aren't cutting it. Or maybe you need a new battery or different lights. Head to any of the five locally owned Napa Auto Parts stores from Preston to Providence. And uh, other accessories or different things you might need for your vehicle to make it run right They'll help you install it, and if they can't, they can recommend over a dozen NAPA Auto Care Centers with ASE Certified Technicians. NAPA Auto Parts, and they sponsor Dan
3: Patrick's Above the Noise. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Sometimes sports history isn't pretty. I'm not sure if Illinois' nine-overtime win over Penn State was a classic or a disaster, but it was fun to watch both teams fail to get into the end zone time and time again. They started off exchanging field goals in two periods of the traditional college overtime that we've become used to, but then they changed the rule this year and implemented dueling two-point conversions. Presumably, they wanted the games to end earlier. It had the opposite effect on Saturday. Eventually, Illinois came away with a two-point win. Amazingly, Penn State was a 24-point favorite coming in. But it was a one-sided battle the other way. The Illini outgained the Nittany Lions 395-227. to 227. The Illini even had to turn to their backup quarterback in the middle of overtime and still won. It was one of the stranger games in recent history. I'm not sure anybody wants to see another game like this anytime soon, but it sure was fun seeing something completely unique on Saturday. I'm Dan Patrick, and this is Above the Noise. Rookies, the biggest superstars, the all-time greats. There's only one place to collect them all, Panini trading cards. As the exclusive trading card partner of the NFL and the NFLPA, Panini America utilizes iconic brands like Don Russ and Contenders, delivering instant classic trading cards of the most popular players. For autograph cards, memorabilia, rare inserts, and rookie cards, there's something for everyone in Panini America packs. Start or continue your collection today at paniniamerica.net.
1: First dates, second dates, 333rd dates, whatever the number, when the moment comes, you need to be ready. Roman ready. Being Roman ready means you have the confidence and the control to perform when the moment comes. Go to getroman.com forward slash community and connect with a U.S. licensed healthcare professional. If appropriate, they can prescribe ED treatment to help you be Roman ready. Visit today and if you're prescribed, get $15
8: off your first month of
4: When you buy Napa Auto Parts, you're getting the best. Need a new battery? New wiper blades? When you pull into one of the five locally owned Preston
1: to Providence Napa Auto Parts stores, they'll not only make sure you get the right battery or wiper blades, they'll even help you install it. And if you need other work done, they could even recommend a dozen Napa
4: Auto Care Centers with ASE certified technicians. Napa Auto Parts
6: this is ryan at my mattress look i admit in the past we've been a little bit hard on lewiston for not buying mattresses all that has changed now lewiston has practically written in telebed into their city bylaws this makes us feel like celebrating hooray for lewiston you're finally sleeping better lewiston we thought that you were all insomniacs now we can relax good job lewiston I got to tell you, though, I am concerned about Menden, my mattress by the new Walmart.
0: You asked, begged, and even pleaded, and the heavens heard you. KLGN Logan, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
4: We are...
7: Here's what you need to
8: know. Still over an hour away from kickoff of the Monday night game at Seattle. New Orleans visiting. Rain and wind expected there. The Packers placed wide receiver Devontae Adams on the COVID list this Thursday night. Green Bay at 6-1. Plays at Arizona 7-0 on Fox TV. Packers defensive coordinator Joe Barry tested positive for the virus, so the team will conduct all virtual meetings this week. Bears head coach Matt Nagy tested positive for COVID. The Jets acquired veteran quarterback Joe Flacco from the Eagles, reportedly as rookie quarterback Zach Wilson will miss at least two weeks with a PCL sprain. The Eagles claim quarterback Reed Sennett from the Dolphins. Miami will place running back Malcolm Brown on IR along with safety Jason McCourty. Texas Tech fired head coach Matt Wells. He went 7-16 in conference in less than three seasons there. Among the NBA games tonight, Washington with Bradley Beal at Brooklyn. I'm Steve DeSager
0: full court press. There is no stopping this team. The Aggies, the Jazz, the high schools. If it's the sport you care about, we're talking about it.
1: Merrill for the lead. He's got it.
0: It's the full court press with Eric Franson and R.J. Selvason. I'd
4: hate to see how you balance
2: your checkbook. I'm telling you, I'd hate to see you general manage a team. Y'all getting paid millions to act
0: like... The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
4: Hey, what's up, everybody? Eric France and Ajay Salvison here on the Full Court Press. Love to hear from you as well. 435-339-0321 to join us on the Guild Mortgage text line. Or to have Ajay... <laughs> Play weird noises on the other side over there. I accidentally ran into a Michael Scott clip. (laughs) Hey, before we get into the pick six results. Can we reset? I just, yes, reset, and then I got to ask you about the World Series matchup.
2: Dude, I got to tell you, I about wanted to kill Brian Snicker. When he threw in that Josh Anderson kid to go get lit up for, like, three... What is it, two extra base hits and a walk? Dude, he, he gave up a game-tying home run to Chris Taylor in game three. So we're like, oh, let's give him a second chance. Yeah, let's, let's see how he does here. A double, a four-pitch walk, a double. What did you expect? <laughs> we went in. We went, like, Come on. I, I, I seriously said so many naughty words in that span. I, I was losing it. And I was terrified, dude. I thought we were going to blow this. I was like – Hey, oh, shoot, you know, we, we couldn't score with two men on. And how about Tyler Massick? Um, After Mr. whatever, Joshua Anderson, whoever the fetch his name is, who needs to be cut the low A, he leaves two men on, second and third, nobody out. Tyler Massick comes in and gets three outs, all strikeout, just clutch. Mentor comes in, takes care of business. Will Smith came in, did a great job, shuts the door. I'm so excited for tomorrow. I'm so excited for my Atlanta Braves tomorrow. And if you are any anybody outside of Houston and you're a baseball fan and you're cheering for Houston, you are not a true baseball fan. You're a loser. Okay? You are a loser. You should be cheering for the Braves. <laughs> the, Do you think very many people are going to tune in to watch this matchup, though? No. Nobody. Nobody's going to. But I am. Well, of course you are. Did you want to see what? You want to see the Dodgers and Astros again for like the third time in f- w- three years? That's what you wanted to see: the Dodgers and Astros, or the Dodgers and uh, uh, Red Sox. Why? Like what's what's there in the Dodgers and Red Sox series? Historic. Luke Jackson. That's who it was. Historic Thank programs. you. Programs. Luke Jackson. That Fetcher. I swear to life, if I ever see him on my <laughs> MLB the Show team, I'm trading him. And I'm not. I'm not. I'm, I'm, I'm not. I'm actually gonna trade him for nobody. I'm gonna give him up for nobody on my MLB The Show team. I need to look that fetcher up. Um, Do they have a uh, chance? Yeah. No, we we weren't supposed to have a chance against the Dodgers, and we took care of that. We have a chance, absolutely. A Dodgers
4: team whose pitching staff is. Oh,
2: give me a break, Eric. I'm so sick of this bull crap. <laughs> Whittled down to nothing. Oh, okay. Nothing. Okay, great. Good for you, Eric. <laughs> Good for you, there, sunshine pants. Yeah, you know what? We didn't have Acuna. We didn't have our best player on our team, and Ronald Acuna Jr. He's been out. We didn't have Ozuna because he's a moron, and there's a domestic violence thing on him. We I mean, we were missing guys all over the place. So don't give me that injury crap, Eric. I don't. Who, were, who was missing more key players? The Dodgers or the Max, Braves? Max Scherzer was going to throw Game Seven. And Justin Turner, Justin was not hitting that well against the Braves, so he's not really that good of a player, I guess. 8798, control what you can control. Chop on, amen. 2409, the reliever's name was Luke Jackson. If you're going to crucify somebody, you've got to at least have the name right. He doesn't even deserve to have his name pronounced right, first or last. <laughs> Guy's grounded. So, uh, Astros and how many? Six, dude. And if you text me one more time, like I only texted you that one time. No, and then you sent me a bunch of actually. Creepy no, road. I I texted yes. you twice. Yes, well, three times if you want to count all the other little photos you sent me. <laughs> Quit texting me during games. You. <laughs> I, I gotta. <laughs> tell, need your focus. I gotta tell you a story off air. <laughs> <laughs> Let me tell tell you it off there though. Uh, let's see here. Who else do we got? Anyone else texting in? Uh, 9 3 1, 5. Who was the most Valuable player In the USU Colorado State game Connor Coles Needed all of them
4: Steve Adazio Not controlling His sideline Yeah
2: Guy That that steals They should've mean. won That game
4: Oh yeah they Should've yep. won that game
2: Eric should Would've could've it's like a couple years you, ago. How in about you give Oh, don't. Eric, how about you give credit to the football team that won the football game? Or are you I like do? the No, 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 no. No, it's okay. You're probably the Mount West Conference who wanted to give a special team's player of the week award to uh to uh, Ariza again for the second week in a row. That's you, huh? He had an 81-yard punt. Oh, man. Here it is. Here how it often is Mount does West that conference happen? Eric Franson, he didn't want to give uh, Savon Scarver the award last
4: week because no, that he
2: thought No, you wanted Matt to win that thing. I know it. We know it now.
4: We know your true colors. Scarver ties an NCAA record. He should be recording.
2: Connor Coles went four for four with field goals, including a career or I think tied a career long. A career high in points. Okay, yeah, well, doesn't matter to you, does it? Because a guy punted
4: a football <laughs> eighty one yards. Gal. Nine nine four eight agrees. MVP, Colorado State head coach. Yes. <laughs> the USU
2: MVP. Dude, that guy, the other side he line. just finds ways to... Oh, man, that's unreal we lost.
4: That We won that game. Unreal. Take it, though. Oh, yeah. At this oh, look, point... Utah State played great through most of the game. Started to play conservative in that fourth quarter. And left the door open for Colorado State to come walking through it. Um, man. But the running game... Needs to be improved a little bit still for the Aggies. And every week, it's somebody else going for big yards on the ground. Dude, it is, isn't it? (laughs) Running defense is really, really struggling for USU. Can't tackle. Can't fill gaps. It's been an issue. Hey, uh, one of the things we need to do on Mondays is recap the weekend that was. And uh, one of the ways that we do that is by recapping our pick six. Like, so we... Go through on uh, Thursday to try to predict what's going to happen for the upcoming weekend. And I take three lines. AJ takes three lines. We put them all together, and we see who wins. So, here we go. This is what we uh, tried to predict. How close did we get it? Um, Zach Wilson or Mac Jones? Who would have more turnovers? Turns out neither one of them had any turnovers. Zach Wilson got hurt and got taken out of the game before we could have anything. Dude, that looked bad, too. I'm glad he's all right. Uh, Packers over the Washington football team. You set the line at 7.5. The final score is 24-10, to so it was 14. We both took the over, so we both got that correct. San Diego State uh, and Air Force faced each other, and uh, you put the Air Force rushing yards at 225.5. San Diego State only gave up 192. We both took the under, so we both got that right. (laughs) So we're both two and two. Uh, Okay, so USU tackles for loss. Set the line at four and a half. They only had three. I took the under. You took the over. So I got that one right. Uh, Rudy Gobert rebounds at Sacramento. Set the line at twelve and a half. Uh, He had twenty. I took the over. You took the under. So I got that right. And then Pitt over Clemson by three and a half. I took the over. You took the under. It was Pitt by 10. So, for those keeping track at home, I got five. Ajay, you got two.
2: So, who won? I was. Sorry, I'm watching the office here.
4: <laughs> did I win? No. No. Sorry. You did not win. You did not win. Dude, I hate this game. I never win. USU tackles for loss only three. Colorado State had 13. Yeah, we were sacked
2: six times, though. Eight. Eight. Sorry, eight. Eight. So, five of them were others. Eight
4: times, dude. Okay, let me ask you. Is it Bonner or is it the line? Yes. Some of those are on the offensive line. He doesn't have much time. But, at least three or four of those sacks were on Bonner. Just throw the ball away get rid of it. Some of those are on him. But some of those are on an offensive line that just got overwhelmed. <sighs> he got beat up, man. How surprised were you that we did not see Peasley for at least a series? We saw him for that one play that got called back because somebody was, wasn't quite on the, yeah, uh, it was Derek on the line of scrimmage. Why didn't we see more Peasley? Put him in for a series. Bonner was getting destroyed out there. I thought we were going to try and involve Peasley still. That's what I thought. A a big defensive front that's coming after you, get a guy who they can get away from it. Mm -hmm. Mm-hmm. At least give your other guy a chance to catch his breath.
2: Yeah. Yeah, Bonner took a beating, Put his spleen back in
4: place. Even a
2: running game took a beating.
4: Yeah, I was a little surprised by that.
2: Makes two of us. Yeah, i I'm and I I'm not, well, I wouldn't say disappointed, but not thrilled with Bonner's decision-making. I mean, seven games, and he's thrown an interception in every one of them. Love to have a turnover-free game. That'd be cool. Don't know what that's like.
4: Uh,
2: Seriously? Yeah. Hey, how about that pooch kick that ended up being a uh, recovery for Utah State? Oh, that was phenomenal. I thought that thing was going out of bounds. I was like, stay in bounds, stay in bounds. Oh, what the heck was the Colorado State receiver doing? Go after it. Like if if you got a fair catch, it'd do it, but that thing's at the thirty.
4: Again, that's a poorly disciplined team. They they didn't know. They didn't know what was going on. Yeah. They figured, oh, it'll just we'll just let it don't touch it, let it roll to its death, whatever. Utah State, oh, let's go jump on it. It's live ball. Yeah. It's like a really long uh, uh onside kick. So that was huge. Big turning point. All right, Ajay, I know you got to step out. Uh, on your way out, make sure you find something for me for a pick six.
2: Man, <laughs> will give you the MMs that you keep throwing at me that I've collected, <laughs> man. Stop throwing MMs at me, please. Oh, you got to do your. Uh, let's see here. Nine nine four eight. Can Ajay be allowed for help for upcoming pick six? What he is doing is losing.
4: What? <laughs> what he's doing losing is impressive. <laughs> <laughs> You, I think we might need to make some exceptions here. You may be able to outsource your, uh, your answers, <laughs> your picks. Wait, then you would accuse me of cheating if I won, though.
2: No, I'll play it fair and square. I feel like you would try to find a caveat to be like,
4: no, you really didn't win. Your listeners won, so they get the treat. like well, do I have, do? I own up. I may be a few days late sometimes, a but few? I always own up.
2: Nine three one five. I want to hear what words a coach Howdy Duty would use to describe the end of the USU Colorado State game. AJ is a winner every day in my book. I'm so sick of losing. Oh, you gotta do your bread and butter play of the game, huh? Oh, yes, we do. Let's. I'm out. All right. Uh, okay. I'm going to pull a Mac Brown right now. I'm going to leave mid broadcast. <laughs> and just, I'm out, guys. Yeah, that was that was not in a Utah State game. It was a BYU game. Oh, that was so weird. He just left and left. Uh, was it Joe Tessa No, it was Joe Pash, uh, the Pac-12 guy. Left him just hanging out there for the rest of the broadcast, and that was in the first half, man. So he he was calling the game by himself. The play-by-play guy was
4: nobody else nobody else <laughs> slid in there all right we got old gristmill let's do this all right so 435 752 1069 if you recall what the old gristmill bread and butter play of the game was from friday afternoon skyview uh played who did they beat it was hurricane 34 to 3 them. if you remember what that uh, play was 435 752 1069. And it's kind of like a two-part special, isn't it? Um. Uh, well, there's kind of two things that happen back to back. Yeah. But I mean, if you get part of it, if you no, get most of it. No,
2: Eric. Don't cut corners. <laughs> that's not how we that's not how people become great.
4: <laughs> Look at you, life coach over there. N- don't cut corners. <laughs> Four three five seven five two one zero six nine. Call right now if you can correctly identify the old gristmill bread and butter play the game from Skyview and their victory over Hurricane. Uh, those games are archived. and You can go back and watch them on CashValleyDaily.com. Take a step aside here in the full court press. When we come back, we'll give away some bread and hear more from Blake Anderson. Also, uh, get more of his reactions to his team's victory over Colorado State on Friday night.
3: My part-time service in the Army National Guard makes it possible for me to be more for the community I call home. I'm a better neighbor because my service has taught me how important it is to be a team player. My training helps me in my classes when I give attention to detail to the task at hand. My service in the Army National Guard allows me to keep my country safe from threats. Learn more about how you too can live and serve part-time by visiting nationalguard.com.
2: Sponsored by the Utah Army National Guard. Aired by the Utah Broadcasters Association and this station.
6: Fall is in the air and it's getting colder, make sure your vehicle is well maintained. This is Dustin with Valvoliness and Oil Change in Logan across from Angie's. As the weather turns colder, your car might need a little more attention and an oil change is easy. We'll change your oil and also check other fluid levels and replace your air filters if needed. The best thing? You can stay in your car while our train pros service your vehicle. Valblinus and Oil Change, 695 North Main. Don't mind the construction out front, we are still open and ready to serve you.
4: Building, remodeling, Daryl's has the wall oven for you. This is Jay from Daryl's Appliance. We have a great selection of single and double Whirlpool wall ovens in stock right now. Whirlpool wall ovens help you manage meal time for the whole family. That's at Daryl's, where service always comes first, Daryl's West on Airport Road. See Daryl's
6: Appliance in beautiful downtown Benson.
4: This is Dave Simmons for Les Olson Company. It's first and goal on the 10-yard line. Your team is poised to make the play of a lifetime.
6: Your quarterback hands off to the running back who rushes right into a wall. Now, the away team says they'll take the wall out of your way, but only after you hand them a suitcase full of cash. That's exactly how ransomware
1: works. In 2020, half of all organizations were victims of a ransomware attack. Don't take
7: risks. Take action with the Les Olson Security Suite. Get your free network assessment at LesOlson.com.
0: The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390
4: AM. The Fan. Hey, congratulations to Mary. She got the uh, play correct for the old gristmill bread-and-butter play of the game. And this happened, uh, really, there's two plays that uh, kind of transpired here. This was in the third quarter, near the end of the third. Reed Wilde at a 51-yard run down to the three-yard line, and on the next play, dives in from three yards out. Skyview extends their lead 27-3, a little over a minute ago go in the third quarter. That was the longest run of the day for Skyview. So congratulations to Mary. She gets uh, four loaves of bread from the old Grist Mill. Skyview has another game to play, so we will give away more bread next week. And uh, so here's here's a recap of what happened over the weekend on Friday with these high school football playoff games. Uh, Skyview hosted Hurricane. Hurricane has really struggled on the road. Uh, Hurricane John Newbold sent me the text. I think they'd they hadn't won a road game in the last 22, last 23 contests. So Skyview made sure they didn't give them their first in that period of time. So Skyview advances. Uh, Bear River went down on the road to Dixie. Tried to keep that one close, but uh, Dixie uh, pretty much had their way over the Bears. So they advanced. So that means number four, Dixie is hosting number five, Skyview, Friday at 4 o'clock. That's the confirmed kick time. Uh, down there at Dixie. We will have that here on The Fan Friday afternoon, so we will not have a show Friday. We will uh, turn the airwaves over to Hurricane John Newbold and Rex Davis, as they uh, call the play-by-play for the uh, quarterfinals in the UHSAA 4A Football State Championships. Uh, the uh, Logan Grizzlies taking care of Cedar, 46-24. to 24. Logan had really struggled in their uh, three previous games generating offense, and then also stopping opponents' offense. Uh, For three straight, they'd been given up like 40-something and only scored seven, maybe 10. Totally flipped the script. Uh, Of course, they had a week off. They were able to get healthy, get some guys back, and that made a big difference. So Logan took care of Cedar, 46-24. to And for their reward, they don't have to travel very far. They go to Millville to take on Ridgeline, Ridgeline was one of those schools just a few weeks ago that beat up on Logan like 49 to seven. Um, but uh, that game will be Friday, and uh, that kick time is scheduled for five o'clock on Friday. Uh, Mountain Crest went on the road down to Crimson Cliffs. Mustangs uh, struggled to find any offense. Uh, they lose 30 to nothing. Crimson Cliffs. Uh, After shutting out the Mustangs, we'll be making the trip north to take on Green Canyon. And uh, that game is scheduled Friday at 6 o'clock. And uh, that'll be on Light FM, uh, 100.9. By the way, the Ridgeline-Logan game, that'll be two different places to listen to that one. On 104.5 The Ranch and on KVNU, 610 AM, 102.1 FM. And we're going to have video. Uh, of all those games as well on Cash Valley Daily streaming, on Cash Valley Daily, so you can watch those games. The other game that will be in action will be another region rematch. Now uh, this will be number one Desert Hills versus number nine Pineview, who got the uh, slight upset over number eight Snow Canyon last week, thirty-one to twenty-two. So Pineview and Desert Hills will play each other on Friday. And so, if uh, if by chance Pineview pulls off another upset, Skyview, and if Skyview gets past Dixie, Skyview will host uh, in the semifinals on November fifth. Uh, so, anyway, that's your rundown for the uh, 4A uh, football. Also, the district uh, brackets are are now set in the uh, for the Idaho football. Uh, playoffs, which are going to be coming up. First round games happen this upcoming weekend. Uh, number seven, Bear Lake. Uh, they will be hosting Cole Valley. Uh, West side gets a first round bye. They continue to dominate. Uh, Was it 29 straight games for the Pirates? It's incredible. It's clearly one of the best teams uh, in the state of Idaho and certainly tremendous success here in Cache Valley. So West side Again, tremendous success this season on their way uh, to hopefully get another state title. So they get a first-round bye. They will play the winner. uh, Well, they will get the number eight seed. Things kind of get reset after the first round. So it kind of depends on the outcomes of the first round for who their opponent is going to be. Uh, And uh, Preston um, did not – well, excuse me, they did make the uh, 4A – state football bracket. They are the number 9 team and they will face number 8 Shelley and uh, again that's taking place uh, later on this weekend as well. So uh, Preston finishing at uh, number eight, uh, 7 in the final uh 4A rankings though in these uh because of the way they've they've seeded things Preston is number 9 in the seedings so don't really understand how that works, but uh, nonetheless, Side finishes number one in two way with a perfect 8 0 record, edging out uh, North Fremont, who was also undefeated. But uh, Bear Lake finishes number four in the rankings, um, and uh, Milad finishes number 13. Soda Springs, number 12. So, some updates on what's going on with high school football. And by the way, also a shout out to Box Elder, who went on the road at Toquilla and beat Tooele, so they survive for another game. So congratulations to the Bees, playing some good football and getting some more time as well. So anyway, that's a quick update on high school football and what's going on there. Uh, Academic All-State rankings uh, or recognitions were also released recently. You can go to CashValleyDaily.com. They were able to to, uh, put those together uh, by sport. Uh, all the different, the dozens of athletes uh, in Utah High School Activities Association who were recognized for their work uh, on the field of play, but also, and more importantly, in the classroom. So you can go check that out on cashvalleydaily.com uh, right now. Uh, back to the Guild Mortgage text line. I have a couple of texts that have come through. 8968. Eight. One way or another, Colorado State finds a way to screw themselves out of a win against the Aggies. Isn't that wild? that the game there in Fort Collins just a few years ago, they score a game-winning touchdown, but only to have it overturned because a wide receiver stepped out of bounds on his way to the end zone. And then what happened on Friday night? It was there for the taking, and just they mess up. Slight little mistake, and it caused them the victory and a snatched defeat out of the jaws of victory. And uh, Utah State certainly will take it. All day, every day, two six zero three. USU was lucky. CSU made a bonehead call to rush the potential game-winning kick, but I'll take it. Yes, man, amen. Talk about boneheaded play. Steve Adazio, uh, earlier today. Um, look, well, let me backtrack. This Friday night after the game, he's basically saying nobody told those kids to th- those players to run onto the field. Um, so he's. Kind of throwing the players under the bus, he's not taking responsibility, no coach told him to do it. Somebody had to get them prepared. Somebody had to know the situation, time and clock and everything in possession and downs, but somebody wasn't paying attention. nobody hauled them in. so there's mass hysteria uh, and confusion uh, after the game he said he, he was saying you know nobody sent them in. they ran onto the field themselves and then today. Steve Adagio, head coach of Colorado State, saying, that's my fault, uh, we've addressed it, we've gone over the film, it's not going to happen again. So as long as it doesn't happen uh, to Utah State, that's okay. We'll take the win. And uh, Coach Blake Anderson, uh, he met earlier today with the media and talked a little bit about that game, and certainly it was a wild, wild finish. Um, But uh, that was a special teams screw-up, but certainly Utah State was excellent on special teams with that uh, pooch kick that they were able to recover. uh, They had some good returns by Devin Tompkins. They were kicking away from Savon Scarver, and Tompkins did a phenomenal job in his return game. And then Connor Coles got back on track. So important for him to see that first one go through the uprights after a couple of bad games. Of missing and getting a, a kick blocked, really, really important for him to get that through the uprights. And uh, Blake Anderson earlier today talking about the importance of his special teams and how well they did against Colorado State.
5: We spend a ton of time. Uh, we, we we feel like it it uh, deserves just the same amount of attention as offense and defense. Uh, I think Coach Nick Przemski and Bobby Dodd and and really the staff because we all coach it. Uh, I think everybody puts a tremendous amount of time and energy into it. We all respect that it's it's got a chance to impact every game, especially close games and games that you might be physically a little bit outmatched in some areas. And we knew size and power was going to be a concern all day. The good thing about Speffs teams is you play it out in space, and that's where speed and quickness tend to play a big factor, and it did. We were able to get to the ball that was on the ground. We were a little bit quicker and a step better. We were able to cover kicks well. Uh, we set up a you know, big kick return. So a lot of good things and obviously Connor stepping up and really kind of getting back to what we all expected he was capable of doing in, in kick and field goals. So um, we believe in it. I believe in it. We have starters on those units in every phase and we take a tremendous amount of pride. And I felt like before the season started, it was an area that could impact games for us in maybe ways that um, that we weren't quite ready to impact in on offense and defense. And luckily we're getting some big, impactful plays in those other areas, but we are – these kids do take a lot of pride in how we play on special teams, and it showed up big in this one.
4: It did. It was a huge component, uh, part of the game. Uh, it won all three phases uh, in that sense, and certainly special teams played a huge role. Yeah, it is unfortunate that Connor Coles did not get special teams player of the week for his uh, multiple four field goals. They are all from from distance – and he was perfect for uh, for PATs as well and just getting back on track after a couple of games where he really had been struggling. Uh, so awesome to see that uh, come together for him and for that unit and to see that team uh, really give him confidence. Loved hearing his comments after the game uh, when we were on KVNU Aggie call, hearing him talk about how the the coaching staff and the players just kept focusing on getting better today. Let's just focus on the now and uh, let's not worry about what happened last game or last week or two weeks ago, and uh, that really helped him stay positive and, and get through it, and uh, certainly they needed every one of those points to secure that win. Now, one of the things, that we, as we've talked about, that's a problem for Utah State and was clearly an issue against Colorado State was quarterback protection. Uh, Logan Bonner was getting killed. He was getting hit on almost every play, uh, they had 13 tackles for loss, uh, eight sacks, uh, many quarterback hurries. He got knocked around. And uh, Blake Anderson addressed that. Like, this Utah State has to do better with protecting the quarterback, whomever it is, whether it's Bonner or Peasley, he's got to do a better job.
5: All, all, all the above. All the above. There were There were times that we just really got exposed in some one on one matchups that they made plays and got to us. There were times schematically where we didn't communicate well and we turned some things loose that we shouldn't have. Uh, There were a couple that, that Logan should have slid and got rid of the ball and he didn't trying to wait on a play to develop. Uh, Honestly, there was there's every one of those areas was an issue at some point during the night. It wasn't just one thing or the other. And they're, they're good at what they do. The top 10 in the country on defense for a reason it showed uh, we, we struggled, uh, but Again, you go back, and even beyond the struggles, we found ways to move the ball and, and get the ball in the end zone a few times enough to win a game. It gets really good defense.
4: Right. Look, Bonner's a gamer. like He's always looking to make a play, and I, I, think, I love that about him. Uh, but at the same time, he's got to know when to just get rid of it um, and uh, to really get rid of it, not just – Try to make a play as he's going down, or on his back foot, or something. You know, as he's uh, on the run and and slipping. Um, it just that's that's got to happen. Uh, the offensive line, look, it's we've got guys that are out. We've got guys that are st- moving in different positions that they didn't start the the start of the regular season at that same spot. So there are issues there that need to be addressed. There's no question, but. Um, part of it is also on the quarterback, too, to get rid of it. Uh, that offensive line needs to uh, to shore up and do a little better job of uh, hanging in there and giving them a little better time. A running back that's got to recognize where the blitz is coming from and the tight ends, too, holding their blocks. So it's, it's a lot of things that uh, need to be better for Utah State. 9176 uh, on our Guildmorgas text line. Why doesn't anyone address the fact the refs should have started the clock and the time should have run out? And there was motion that should have been called. Uh, I'm assuming you're talking about that last play there for uh, Colorado State. There was a lot of craziness there. Yeah, With Colorado State players running on the field and players coming in and out, they did take too long to start the clock. I was a little surprised at that. I think they were giving Colorado State time to make their substitutions. But still, once that first down marker is set, the chains are set, and the ball's there, that should be, wind the clock, let's go. So there were a couple of seconds that went uh, before that uh, play clock really started going. So I was shocked at that. There was a lot of movement and, and uh, back and forth, but they. I. it seemed like they did get set in time to make the snap, but that was such a wild, wild finish. Uh, I'll go back and look about the motion and, and see – uh, if there was, a, if there was much motion there uh, before that kick, but uh, crazy, absolute craziness. Uh, 5338, if there's one criticism I have of Blake Anderson, is that I think he's too invested in Bonner when your quarterback is getting beat up and he's throwing deep balls into double coverage, it's time for a new quarterback. Bonner's luckily he got away with only one interception in the first quarter. Um, there were a number of times where, I don't know what was going on, if it was a Quarterback to wide receiver miscommunication, the wide receiver not understanding the route. But there were a number of throws where Bonner was throwing to nobody, like the wide receiver just cut off his route, and Bonner was going deep. Thank goodness the uh, the defenses were were kind of following the players instead of following the ball as much, because those could have been easy interceptions with nobody around. Um. But uh, I, I, I think there may be a little bit to that, that uh, Blake Anderson definitely is invested in Bonner, but not to a great degree. I, I think that he feels like Bonner still gives the Aggies the best chance to win. And so far, it's pretty well proven out to be that. Uh, he's always looking to make a play. He's looking to drive the ball and, and make uh, keep the offense moving down the field. However. That being said, there are times when Peasley would be the better option. If the defense just keeps getting through and keeps putting pressure, get somebody in there who can escape that pressure. If you need a goal line package that makes the defense think that this is a quarterback who can also keep it and sprint to the edges, that makes them second guess and think Bonner can't do that. I mean, he did have one of his longest runs of all season on Friday. He ran for like a first down up the middle on a scamper, but that's not his strength. It's not his forte. Um, but it's it's clear and obvious this coaching staff is going with Bonner to be their guy. And if Bonner feels like he can still hobble out there to make a play, they're gonna let him go out there to try to make a play. Um, so I wish that he would fine tune some things and not turn the ball over and give the defense uh free plays. But um, yeah, that's kind of what we're we're stuck with right now. Uh nine three one five. How many years do we have uh Bonner before he's graduating? Uh, it's a really good question off the top of my head. Now I'm blanking on it. I think he's got a year, but I'm not entirely certain on that. Uh, two zero or 2603, I'm surprised we haven't seen more packages with Peasley. Even having Bonner and Peasley out there together, that could be interesting. Um, we, we saw Peasley for the one play. I was shocked we didn't see him for at least a series because Bonner could barely move after some of those hits and I thought for sure we'd see Peasley for a series just to give Bonner a chance to catch his breath. But uh, to see them both out there, possible. Use um, yeah, Peasley in kind of a surprise uh, wide receiver package, maybe a double pass. Uh, who knows? Might still be out there. This This offense has thrown in some interesting wrinkles and thrown in some interesting plays at different times, so... I wouldn't put it past them. Uh, anyway, we're going to take a quick time out here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, more from Blake Anderson about Utah State's win over Colorado State. Uh, update on other things that happened over the weekend with college football and the NFL. What's on the schedule for tonight? It's all coming up here on the Full Court Press.
1: Used tires only $25. Express Auto & Tire is selling every size, every name brand, and every snow tire for only $25. Looking for something a bit newer? Express Auto & Tire can save you hundreds on new name brand tires. Expect the same name brands, only hundreds less. $25 used tires or new tires saving you hundreds. Stop at Express Auto & Tire for every option on every tire. Visit Express Auto at 3200 North Main, Hyde Park.
7: The Renegade Sports Park in Logan now has side-by-side rentals available. Plus, hard-to-find e-bikes on sale at Renegade Sports. Top-of-the-line Rambo and Fancy Key bikes on sale at end-of-season prices. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville has more side-by-side Tarex, razors, and Can-Am Mavericks than anyone in the state of Utah. Get yours today. Renegade Sports in Logan and Centerville. or follow, you decide the ride.
1: Hi, this is Rusty Allen with LSS Insurance. There are so many choices when it comes to Medicare. Annual enrollment is October 1st through December 7th. Call LSS Insurance 752-9493. We are here to help. We will research plan benefits and costs and look up your medications so there are no surprises at the pharmacy. There is no cost to work with us and you will love having a local agent. Call 752-9493. Want to get the most out of your Medicare benefits? Come see us at LSS Insurance. The Riverwoods Conference Center is the center in Cache Valley for business, entertainment, and special events. Whether you're hosting a large or small event, you have the choice of inside with all the new modern interior renovations or outside along the scenic banks of the beautiful Logan River. The Riverwoods is an ideal choice, offering seamless planning, easy catering coordination, and will make your event as professional or as beautiful as desired. To book your next event or for more info, visit theriverwoods.com or call 435-750-5151. We'll see you at the Riverwoods. Great Basin Graphics has the experts to create business designs, apparel, and products that will make your employees and customers look fantastic. Great Basin Graphics has been designing and creating the best apparel for over 30 years. Great Basin Graphics is going to make people look. Stop by the new location at 966 West 400 North to see hundreds of great ideas or go to GreatBasinGraphics.com for screen printing, embroidery, and graphic design options. GreatBasinGraphics.com for details
0: and information. The Aggies, the Jazz, the High Schools, the Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM, The Fan.
4: Eric Franson here with you on the Full Court Press. Andre had to sneak out. He's uh, running up to the Utah State Women's Basketball preview scrimmage that they're having up in the spectrum. Uh, you have a ch- if you go up there, you have a chance to win hard cash money. They're giving away money, uh, pizza, and a few other things. So get a chance to run up there, see what this uh, this year's Utah State women's basketball team is going to look like. Do that tonight. Uh, 5338 on our Guild Mortgage text line. Hey, Coach A, time to give pizza a chance. Uh, thing is, he's given Peasley a chance. Um, giving him several chances. It's clear that he's going with Bonner. Bonner's his guy. Peasley, I think there are opportunities that Peasley should be used and could be used to still help the team, but Bonner is QB1. Now, uh, Bonner's not perfect by any means. He's got some issues. Got to fine-tune some things, get that ball out quicker not turn the ball over, not throw interceptions, don't throw passes to the other team. Um, but he gives the Aggies the best chance to win. Speaking of turnovers, uh, Blake Anderson uh, loved that his team won that turnover battle versus Colorado State, but uh, gave some up themselves too.
5: That's big. I mean, turnovers – And explosive plays, that's the formula for winning games. If you win those two margins, you're going to win games 90-plus percent of the time. If you look at the wins we have this year, those are areas that we affected the game positively. The two games we lost, we were bad in both those areas. And and the numbers match up for the last 30 years that I've been coaching, to be honest with you. Uh, Explosive play ratio and turnover ratio impact the outcome of the game maybe more, really honestly, more or more consistently maybe than any other stats. And so we focus a lot on it. We've done well at times, we've done poor at times and the last 2 weeks we've done a better job and you see the result.
4: Yeah, I don't know that Johnny Carter just had a great nose for the ball. You know, Shaq Bond, you know, against UNLV, we had a fantastic uh, performance with some turnovers. Uh, but uh forcing turnover, forcing fumbles, grabbing some interceptions, um getting the uh the pooch, um, basically the the long onside kick, so to speak, uh, the way that the special teams handled that. Um, great job for Utah State. and They have to. They have to continue to do that. They have to get explosives. They have to get these turnovers to make up for some of the areas where they're deficient, and they're deficient in stopping the opposing team's running attack. Um, that's not a hot take. It's just the stats. Just <laughs> That's what it's been every week. Uh, every team has a f- phenomenal day running the ball, Against uh, Utah State. In fact, that is something that certainly is an issue. Um, Colorado State brought physicality to the game. They were physical, tried to overpower Utah State. And uh, Blake Anderson talked about that, trying to match the Rams' physicality.
5: You know, it, it, they are definitely right there at the top of, of what we've seen this year in terms of their fronts, uh, how big they are. I mean, I think their whole defense front, all seniors, played a lot of ball. And clearly, we didn't handle them well all night, but we, we were able to go toe-to-toe with them. Uh, we're not built as big uh, on either front. We were quicker, we were faster, and I think we used that in really just a tremendous amount of effort and will to, to battle a team that's built physically really, really well. So, uh, proud of our guys accepting the challenge. I told them early in the week it was going to be a heavyweight bout, two big dudes swinging and punching each other in the mouth. For 60 minutes, that's exactly what it ended up being. That's not a fun environment to be in, to be truthful. Uh, this is a violent game and a physical game, and we've had a lot of physical games on top of each other. Uh, so beyond proud of how our guys handled themselves in in those areas, and it gave us a chance to let our speed and quickness win out in space because we were able to play a physical game up front and and when we needed to and really set the tempo of the game to some degree. Uh, yeah.
4: Yeah. Okay. I mean, I, yeah. (laughs) I mean, I I don't know that I totally, you know, see it the same way he does there, but, um, I thought that they got overpowered, um, both offensively and defensively with their physicality, but they got around it. I mean, they made it work. They made enough plays to make it work. Right. So in that sense, yes, it, it worked. Um, they they won the game. They made more plays, scored more points in the end than Colorado State did. So, yeah, I yes, I can agree with the coach on that. But, um, you know, that's... Is there going to be another team on the schedule as physical as Colorado State? Um, Wyoming could be. I'm frankly surprised at how they're really struggling in conference play right now. I don't know if they've had some... Injuries to key guys or, or what's going on with the Cowboys. But that's probably the most physical team left on the schedule. Uh, Hawaii can at times. have got some big guys. But I think just typically how Craig Bowl coaches his teams, uh, Wyoming is probably the most physical team left on the schedule. And that's something Utah State's, um, again, got to fine-tune a little bit. I'm not saying that they were horrible, but they did let a little too much through, uh, and uh, that you, your quarterback's not going to survive very many more games like that. Um, one of the things that uh, you know, this, this, this team is really just trying to find a rhythm, right? It's like they kind of get going, and then they have to play from behind to get really juiced, to get really going, to – make those electric plays to get across the uh, the end zone and, and get into it. So Blake Anderson talked a little bit about that rhythm aspect that this team is trying to find that and keep consistent with.
5: I'm not sure there's a formula for that. Some of it is the opponent. Some of it is just the ebb and flow of a game. Uh, good calls, bad calls, everything in between. We just go back to work, focus on this game, detail it and, and dissect it and coach very, diff. honestly, very deliberate coaching on how we can improve. And then we go out to work and, and try to do that this week. I think you're seeing steady improvement, but we still have a lot of work to do. So I, I don't, there's no, there's no formula that, that guarantees you're going to get everybody moving in the same direction at the same time. You just have to go to work every day and hope that it clicks on Saturday. Uh, some, some, some weeks are better and easier than others, some matchups are better and, and more favorable than others. But finding a way to win, there's a skill. That's a skill as well, and, and that's the th- thing this team has found a way to do.
4: Well, isn't that the truth? They have found ways to win. They don't give up. They continue to fight. They continue to pour it on, and uh, and make it happen. Uh, so that's uh, what helps put Utah State in the position that they're in right now. Uh, And uh, on top of the Mountain Division. It's incredible. Um, So, yeah, they're they're doing at least what needs to be done to get the win. They really haven't blown anybody away, taking care of uh, an opponent from start to finish in a strong fashion. They did lead wire to wire uh, over Colorado State, um, but uh, they never trailed. And so, yeah, can, that, uh, can they do that again um, and uh, start to feel more comfortable from playing uh, in front with the lead? Uh, going back to the Guild Mortgage text line, uh, this is from 2603. I think Matt Wells regrets leaving. Um, I don't, he had a pretty good gig here. Uh, but he had an opportunity to make a lot more money at Texas Tech. And I get it. Look, the kind of salary that he got at Utah State, you can live very comfortably in Logan on that salary. You can be great. and <laughs> You're going to be just fine with that salary in Logan. But, look, he's, he's going to get $7 million for his buyout. So he's he's going to be set. For a little while here, but uh, but yeah, uh, it's a great question. Gary Anderson famously said, "The grass isn't always greener on the other side." Um, so, uh, uh, look, I hope that he finds another landing spot, and he will. But um, yeah, kind of rough. Uh, I mean, guy didn't even get a full three years to try to make it work there at Texas Tech, which. Is it known to be a great big powerhouse with high expectations? So, a little surprising there. Uh, also, two six zero three put Peasley and Bonner both in the backfield. That would make them guess on runs and passes. I think Peasley is too good of a runner to not be out there getting shots. That's a great point. I mean, get the ball in the hands of your playmakers, your your best guys, your your fastest guys, the guys who are going to make plays. Get the balls in their hands, and I think this offensive coordinator and this coaching staff is adapting to that better and better. We're, we're seeing Tompkins on jet sweeps uh, and uh, Scarver on some of these sweeps like this. So get get Peasley in there too. Like I can make a play. Uh 8003. I feel the issue is not on the quarterback. At times our running game was non-existent, which made us one dimensional. Uh there were times, yes, but there are also times where that run game did open things up. And this coaching staff has made it very clear they're committed to the running game and trying to keep uh keep running the ball to keep defenses honest, even if they're for negative yards or zero yards right up the middle. I mean, that's not my favorite, but they're uh they're definitely committed to still keeping the, the defense thinking that the uh, the Aggies are gonna still try to run the ball. But, uh, look, Calvin Tyler Jr. is out. He's been the best runner this year. Broken hand. He's was not available in the last game. Uh, didn't play on uh, Friday. He's probably going to be out for another week or, or two. So, uh, they're, it's, quarter, it's running back by committee. As we heard earlier in the year, and then Calvin Tyler Jr. just ran so so great and effectively that he pretty much just took the job. But now other guys have to step up and they have to be more consistent with what they do. Uh, Another quick timeout here in the Full Court Press. When we come back, uh, another quick rundown of what happened over the weekend for the Mountain West and their uh, latest standings. In the conference with what happened with college football, that's coming up on the Full Court Press.
1: West Point Dairy Products at Hiram is hiring. West Point Dairy Products has been manufacturing high-quality butter for over 25 years in Cache Valley. They're currently expanding and want you on their growing team. West Point Dairy Products offers competitive wages for entry-level positions starting at $18 per hour, full benefit packages, double time on Sundays, a $2,000 sign-on bonus, and tremendous opportunities for growth. For immediate consideration, call Express Employment Professionals at
8: 435 435- S.E. Needham Jewelers is where Utah gets engaged. We offer a large selection of personalized service and extraordinary
4: benefits with our integrity price guarantee. At match quality, you'll find our prices to be as low or lower than any store in the state. We consistently beat any 50 to 70% off sales, internet
8: pricing, or so called wholesale deals. In fact, we even price our diamonds at internet pricing, so you'll get S.E. Needham quality at internet prices. Open Monday through Saturday, 10 to 7 where Utah gets engaged. Essie Needham Jewelers, middle of the block, at the
4: sign of the clock.
1: I'm here with Jay Broadbent from Alpine Home Medical. Jay, I hear your ads for CPAP resupply all the time. What do I need to do to just get that taken care of?
8: It's easy. We can set up your CPAP resupply within a few minutes. We'll work out all the insurance for you, and then we'll start mailing the supplies straight to your door. You can even chat with a CPAP specialist online. Just visit us at alpinehomemedical.com. We'll have you sleeping better in no time.
3: Pine Home Medical, we bring wellness home.
0: Talking the sports you care about. The Full Court Press on Sports Talk Radio, 106.9 FM, 1390 AM. The Fan.
4: Welcome back to Full Court Press. Eric Franson with you here. I.J. ran up to the spectrum. Utah State women's basketball giving a preview of their team tonight. Go check that out. Um, Quickly got a text from 9315. What's the weather going to be like for the USU game this week? No reason we can't fill up the stadium. Uh, Looks like it should be nice. I mean, it's a 1 o'clock kickoff. 55 degrees should be the high. A little cool, but not bad. I mean, that's... Sweater weather, bring your sweatshirt, bring a hat, bring some gloves if you need, but that should be perfect. Utah State and uh, Hawaii, 1 o'clock kickoff, which means we'll have our KVNU game day coverage starting at noon um, on KVNU and here on The Fan. A quick rundown of what happened over the weekend of the Mountain West Conference. San Jose State, it took two fourth-quarter touchdowns for San Jose to get past UNLV. They found their passing game that they did not have against the Aggies. And the Spartans, it took them some late scores to win that one. Uh, that was on Thursday night. San Diego State beat Air Force 20-14. to That was, uh, I guess that's good for the Aggies. Gives them a little breathing room on top of the Mountain Division. New Mexico beat Wyoming 14-3. to In Wyoming, that is just a shocker. But New Mexico defense really came up big. Um, but uh, not a lot of offense from either team in that game. All the offense, all the scoring in the first half. Nevada and Fresno State, it was a barn burner. Fresno State sneaks away with the win. They hold off Nevada. Nevada scored 16 points in the fourth quarter, but uh, the Bulldogs still win 34-32. to And then Hawaii beating New Mexico State 48-34. to uh, Not a lot of defense in that one. Now those are the next two opponents for USU, Hawaii and New Mexico State. So, uh currently Utah State on top of the Mountain Division and uh look, they've got the tiebreaker uh and they're they're doing right where they need to be. Everything is still in their control. Uh, the way that everything runs through Utah State, um it's up to them. They keep winning, they're going to be just fine. They hold the tiebreaker against Colorado State and uh Crazy to see where they're at right now. Great season, great start so far. Have a great night, everybody. We'll see you tomorrow.